Have you ever thought about that while you're away, your home could be an Airbnb? I did. I actually bought two homes in Albuquerque that I Airbnb'd, and it was just an amazing investment, honestly, because, you know, as you are accruing value in your property, you are also making money on the Airbnbs. It's amazing. So your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 21 Seeds Infused Tequila is a must-have. It's an award-winning tequila. It's infused with real juice, with real fruit, which means the flavors are built in. It's real. So you need like two or three ingredients to make your perfect cocktail. Hey, um, you know how I'm always trying to keep my house parties exciting? New cocktails? <laughs> do you? Yeah. Okay, well, here's something that's going to flip the script. Okay. All right. 21 Seeds Infused Tequila. Yeah. yeah. Tell me more about this, right. Oliver Hudson. Yeah, 21 Seeds is an award-winning tequila that's infused with juice from real fruits. You only need two to three ingredients to make the perfect cocktail. Wait a minute. I think I know what brand you're talking about. You know why? Yeah. Because 21 Seeds is founded by two sisters and their friend. It's female founded. That's right. See? Sounds See like how I know? Something I can get behind. I know. Well, there's a good story behind that for sure. Listen, if you love tequila... You have to try 21 Seeds Infused Tequila. Enjoy responsibly. 21 Seeds Diageo, New York, New York. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Hi, I'm Kate Hudson. And my name is Oliver Hudson. We wanted to do something that highlighted our relationship. And what it's like to be siblings. We are a sibling rivalry. No. No, no. Sibling rivalry. Don't do that with your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Sibling rivalry. That's good. Hi, Oliver. My name is Intro. (laughs) Intro Hudson. We're introducing three brothers. I kind of love going into things like this because I have have all these wild preconceived notions of Mm -hmm some of the people that we have been interviewing these siblings like when we did new kids on the block like things back from my childhood Mm -hmm. today we have the lawrence brothers joey lawrence to me was like when i was a little girl he was just right joey one of those guys i think right yeah and 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 he was you know he was the heartthrob yeah i remember wasn't he like dope was that (laughs) one of them (laughs) no we maybe it was was that that sounded like or was that that sounded like like was that like friends like Matt LeBlanc I don't know oh. I'm not good I I'm not a big like I'm not a Homer. big <laughs> Homer Simpson no I swear to God I think Joey was like yo yeah or he something was like uh, yeah something he had that sort of like Italian like gay or yeah something. but he had a but call sign a- <laughs> it was I think he had a call sign <laughs> It's like Bill Cosby now. <laughs> I can't figure out. I don't know what it is. What you're doing? I don't know. But, we'll, I, but we'll I, I. But I'm like. But I'm. In, I'm into it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but I, you're right. Well, we're, yeah, we'll I can't wait it. to yeah, get into it. Yeah, but it's that. cool. They all grew up in the business together. You know what I mean? And now they're sort of 
yeah, coming back strong. We've got a podcast coming out in February. Yeah, and Joe, Joe, he's your age, right? So yeah. he was like older than me. So when I was little, he was like, oh, the guy that all the girls thought was yeah. cute. And, um, but the thing is, is, other than that, I really don't know much about these guys. No, I know. Um, and every time we do these podcasts, we always end it with like, wow i know their life is crazy or how interesting well well I'm, I'm, so i'm excited are we for bringing this. up cheryl or no no are you sure absolutely not why not because i'm not that kind of person but they were married yeah like, but i'm not a i don't like salacious whoa stuff well then okay i like salacious <laughs> <laughs> well, we won't bring it up unless he brings it up and and welcome the Lawrence brothers. LBs. Hi. Wow. Hi. What's going on? Hello, siblings. How's it going? Look at how you look guys how are... professional their setup See, okay. is. Before we get started, I'm gonna talk about this for a second. <laughs> We've been doing this shit now for four years. We are so raggedy and stuff. We've got in Kate's old living room that I, everyone who has a podcast pretty, but... now has cool ass backgrounds. <laughs> You guys got the guitars <laughs> and the thing. There's lighting. It looks great. We're just sort of, you know, just okay. throw it all together with yeah, a computer. I'm not. We don't need to impress anybody, Oliver. We're just nope. doing our thing. We're all, yeah. we're all smoking mirrors, man. We yeah, have we no need, substance at all. We need so the we bells need. on this. <laughs> yeah, we fly in. Yeah, we rent You know what's so weird? I'm having like I'm having like a Hudson brother feeling right now. Which it is, does feel which Hudson is kind of wild to me. Are you guys Italian? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That was I'm I was it was I was leading. We are too, by the way. I don't know if you knew that. Oh, I didn't know but that. We are Italian. That? Yeah, we're Sicilian. We are Italian. Yeah, we're Italian. We just say Italian food when we don't know anything. We go, ah, ravioli. Right. <laughs> Those are the, the, yeah, I, I started taking Italian on Duolingo and I just yeah. get super high and sit on my porch and like go over <laughs> the Italian stuff. And nice. it's, it's not sticking. It's well, not but, sticking. You know what? But, funny? Actually, I was kind of bummed because uh, our parents, you know, when their parents came over, it was all about simulation and not, you know, speaking. The, they wanted them to speak English and not Italian. So our parents didn't get to learn it and then they didn't teach it to us. So it's like mm -hmm. we lost that. I know. It's, it's a bummer. Yeah, they were trying to shed the uh, the Italian culture. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, well, when you think about it, I mean, we also were super proud, but also, like, Italians weren't exactly looked fondly upon. No. We were like, no. you know. We were mobsters and gangsters. We were, we were yeah. gangsters. Yeah. But we yeah. literally, like, we literally do come from that. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. Uh, Tony Salerno, big fat Salerno, who was the head of the Genovese crime family, He's was our, actually our great uncle. So well, it's kind our, of our great cousin, really. Well, it was our grandfather's great grandfather's brother. Yeah. Right. Ooh, wow. So we we'll, we so we'll kill you if this doesn't go well. Yeah. Basically, basically we know people. Yeah. I'm <laughs> sure you do too, but our family will kill your family. Yeah. <laughs> it'll be a mess. It'll, it'll just be, be a bloody mess. mess. You know, our, actually talk about that. Our our real last name is Mignona, right? Yeah. So, but back in the 80s, when I got my start, nobody could pronounce that. So they were like, yeah, this has to go. Yeah. Because right. No one's going to be able to pronounce that because it's spelled like filet mignon with two silent Gs. Right. So my middle name was Lawrence because I'm named after my father and my grandfather. So I'm I'm, I'm actually Joseph Lawrence Mignona third. Uh, and then they just shortened it to Lawrence, which is oh, where we got wow. that lovely generic Lawrence. And is yeah. then, then did all I you guys it. take on Lawrence after that? 
Yeah. Yeah. It was like yeah. impossible. I mean, I, I still have, like, I have Mignon. I never legally changed. So I did. I did. Cause I'm after 9 11. Right. Yeah. They did. After 9 11, I, I had passports, corpse. Everything was in either Mignon or Lawrence. I couldn't travel. It, it was a, a disaster. Yeah. So I just legally uh, changed it so I could travel. Cause, you know, they made so many things different after 9 11, yeah. right? So yeah. You, it didn't match your license and your corp yeah. didn't match this. It was a nightmare. So I oh, changed. Hold on, hold on. Is it because you were the oldest and you had some success early and then exactly. everyone was sort of following success. in the footsteps <laughs> of, it was like, it was like, what, what is that? <laughs> I, I, it was so much success that they had to go, we all got to take the name. I mean, well, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Is that kind of what happened? I mean, well, in a, yes, yeah, that's yes. exactly what happened. I mean, yes, I, come on. You were a heartthrob. You were on every young girl's wall. For a minute there, yeah, yep. Now I get to see pictures of how I looked, and it makes me feel great. Um, but uh, no, it's just, you know, as you age, you chronologically, you, they, you, they, they remind you of what you used to look like. It's so you know? true. It's, it's amazing. It's, it's amazing. So All the side by sides, aren't they great? Oh God, oh, the best, <laughs> the best. Well, let's let's get into this a little bit. Well, let's start with just the basics. Where where were you raised? Philadelphia. Yeah, we're Philly boys. Why are you wearing a Falcons okay, hat, dude? Yeah. I don't know why. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. girlfriend took you to a Falcons game. Yeah, so, yeah. My, my, I, this is my second team now because it's kind of my uh, second. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm an Eagles guy, Hart, you understand. I'm an Eagles guy, period. Period, 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 period. It's just wow. today. Yeah. Okay. Okay. No, listen, I get it. Listen, I, uh, I dated a flyer once. So Good. I spent some time in Philly, in yeah. Cherry Hill. Oh, oh you're Cherry Hill! Wow! <laughs> Shout out to Brian Fortuna, in Jersey. Yeah. yeah, our dad had an office right near Cherry yeah. Hill for years growing up. Oh, yeah. really? So yeah. you guys, did you ever go into the into New York City? Were you like the? Right. Did you go in all the time? And I mean, yeah, I mean, I got my start commercials right in New York. So right. my mom would basically. Once I showed an interest in it and, you know, whatever, I mean, we would we would drive to Trenton. Matt was with us. He yeah. was like one. And we would and then my mom would schlep us both in there. And then I would go Take for the, the train and trend to Trenton right Manhattan. into Manhattan and yeah. walk to these cattle calls and, yeah. you know, do all these commercial I, auditions, you know, where they take your Polaroid. You go up in this like elevator that took like three hours because it was oh, the, basically the like smell of those elevators. Oh, yeah, it was like two rats pulling the cords up. <laughs> yeah. You got to the front, you the very top. And then and then all of a sudden, you know, there's like a thousand kids thousand, in there. Yeah. And I don't know how I did it, but I got a lot of these commercials. So we we had to go a lot. And, how, did, uh, how did that get started, though? I mean, like, were you did you want to be an actor? Did you like to perform? No, he was like four. No, I'm saying, but your, your parents like, you know, hey, kid, you're going to do this. No, yeah, no, no, dude, I he did. was we've got home videos of like when he was, I don't know, I was like 17, a baby. Yeah, like. 17 months and he's dancing and singing and saying i want to be in the tv i want to be it. in the tv like he wanted to do it as far back as i can remember and then our parents would put him back into his cage <laughs> and, and feed him <laughs> all that he was to make his yeah. <laughs> we had a very interesting childhood yeah, we had a circus family kind yeah. of yeah we moved to the next city <laughs> back up wait what are the years of what are your years apart matt and i are three and a half and then Andy and I are almost 12. And then there's eight, eight between me and Andy. Oh, so you Damn, were- Damn, dude, were, Andy, what, what was that all like about? You're like, Wyatt. <laughs> we thought we're, we were getting a puppy. Yeah, they <laughs> did. When they were telling us. <laughs> and said, we, we, we got a surprise. Matt wanted a dog forever. We were like, yeah. it's a dog. We a puppy like, it's, no, it's a brother. We were like, oh, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Terrible. Started <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. Too. He actually did start on four legs. He did. So yeah, so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but then we loved him so much, honestly, that he he we had to put him down on the ground because he didn't learn to walk because all we did was carry him yeah. everywhere. Oh, I bet. Oh, that's wow. actually the cutest thing. You had to let him go. We yeah, let him go. We did. We did. We literally were carrying him everywhere. Still yeah. to this day with his Still. motorcycle, I have to let him go when he drives off on that thing. True. So, oh no. So how did this? How did this, how did this relationship sort of blossom evolve? Blossom. I didn't do that on purpose, by the way. <laughs> that was not on purpose. That's why. But being, being I could have never come up with a line like that. Never. <laughs> <laughs> I heart was like, we don't want the Lawrence's. They sucked. <laughs> but it's all right. We're going to set. We went to build it ourselves. Like, all right, spend our own money. Why not? You know, <laughs> locked down anyway no one's making anything <laughs> spend money great investment i highly recommend it. right exactly I mean, it looks good dude it looks it really does. good it looks amazing yeah. little more credit card bills believe me okay uh, okay wait hold on let's go back let's go back so, yeah, so you guys grow up and the first eight years before your younger bro came along were, was did it kind of everything revolve around Joey you and like wanting to be you know an actor and dancing and, and singing and, and working did like the whole family all of a sudden did you be were you in that like you know, you know it's weird yes. there were, there, sure. I mean, yes but it was it was a great balance where it literally I wanted to do it so bad right so <laughs> a great balance for you yeah. <laughs> I was so bad I mean so I and it was a good it was a so true that a good thing worked out yeah so and true. these guys followed me around wherever I went and <laughs> exactly. uh, I crushed no um, no but uh, essentially, I I wanted to do it, so there was they were having this picture contest, and you know I won the picture contest, and they sent it to this agent in New York, and uh, it was at a, at a local mall, right? I was like four and a half. Willow Grove, right? Uh, no, no, it was Jake, um, Jake no, 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 it was not Jacobtown Mall. It was another mall. It was um, uh, now I don't know the mall, but it was at I don't know the mall, but whatever. Willow Grove was the mall we went to growing up. Yeah. That was the best. But at any rate. And then they sent it to New York. This agent, they basically said we wanted to come up. So my mom, I was like five at the time. Let's go up. And they wanted me to read this like monologue, you know, and I didn't read. I mean, I didn't really read that well because I was five. Right. So I didn't read all these big words. So it was huge. And my, the, the agent said, we'll take him outside and see if he can memorize it. My mom was like, memorize. Oh, my God. This is he's five. I don't know if he's memorized this. And apparently I I memorized the whole thing, right? So my mom would recite these You're lines so to me. Great, Joe. I really am. You really are. Recite these uh, <laughs> recite these lines to me. I remembered them verbatim, went back in, did it, and then whatever. I went out on an audition 2 days later for that national commercial for Cracker Jack, and it was like, I don't know, whatever, thousands of kids and I got it. Mm. And then I got like 50 national commercials in the first year, right? Wow. So which is unheard of. That's a lot. That's Crazy. That's insane, dude. Back then, Do you too, you're actually making yeah. from these commercials. I mean, I, I no, not really. I mean, I got, I still get residuals from Home Alone too. Because I sang in the chorus. You do? Or one. Wait. Home Alone. I sang in the chorus. I was in this chorus. Yeah. Yes. Buzz was holding up the Yeah. Right. Yes. That's awesome. I'm in that chorus. Oh, wow. And, and then I get like 10 cents every once in a while. I know. Like that's, get a, that's yeah. perfect. You that's about that. Sometimes, sometimes I get like point, uh, I get like two cents and I'm like, wait, is that, isn't the paper in the envelope cost yeah. more? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But at least they're being fair and honest. Now they're charging me. Right? <laughs> <laughs> when you get it, you're like, wait a minute. Negative, Fiji. Well, that's because posting. 
Exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, like the negative. Yeah. Nobody liked it. That's yeah. a thing. <laughs> Money back, refund. It's a weird. So at any rate, so so what did mom did was mom mom and just did it all become about you know you auditioning um, and what did dad do like what are your parents what's your parents dad dad um still to this day uh sold insurance life insurance he's a life insurance salesman he's great at it and my mom was a school teacher. Um, he still does to this day. Wow. Yeah. So you know everything kind of got. I started to do these commercials and then and then I did a, enough national commercials where I was kind of like all over TV and then Johnny Carson saw it and then I had to go out to California and audition yeah. for Carson, right? Because you back in the day, as you know, you were on Carson like and if you did a good job on Carson, like literally the next day, like your life changed, right? Because right. it was like 30, 40, 50 So wait, people. well, hold on, hold on. You had to audition for Carson just to go on the show, meaning just to be Absolutely, interviewed Because I was Johnny not a Carson. household name, right? So they wanted to make sure I was cute on TV. I was right. doing, you know, Tylenol commercials and Coca-Cola commercials, big commercials, but they didn't know what I could do. And apparently I had also been tap dancing from the time I was three, right? So I could tap dance and I could sing. <clears throat> and so I went out there with my with my boom box and, and, I, and I had to give my regards to Broadway on my boom box and I had my tap shoes with me and I went into Johnny's office and uh, I, I swear, and I've told this story, but I never forget it, that he had shag carpet. So I didn't know what I was going to do because you can't tap dance on shag carpet, right? But he had a mm. huge wooden desk and everybody in there, Ed DeCordovan, the legendary producer of The Tonight Show and Johnny was in there. And they, they said, you're going to sing and dance for us. I said, yes, but I can't tap on this floor. And Johnny said, clear the desk. It was a huge desk. And he well, picked, you, were, you were also five. So I was five. Of course it was huge. I was loving yeah, it. Was it was probably big normal. Thought. It was a yeah, normal size desk. Go ahead. So Johnny <laughs> literally put me up on the desk. And they pressed play on my boombox. And I sang and danced, give my regards to with my with my tap routine. And... Literally, we that we we got home. So I did my audition. We flew home the next morning. That night on the answering machine was the answering machine. Yeah. Do you remember oh, getting home? Yeah, you had like three or four messages, and you're like, oh, who called? Yeah, who yeah, called? Yeah. Uh, oh, and yeah. anyway, and it was Joel Thurm over at NBC, and they said, listen, Johnny wants to have him on next Friday night, which was the big show, it was the hour and a half show. And uh, so we flew back out to California, and I had two songs prepared. Um, and they said we're probably not going to get to the second song. He'll do an interview, do the do this do the song, and then Johnny will let him go. And I did uh, I did my song and my interview, and it went so well. Johnny said, "Can you stick around?" I did a second song, and then I had one of these iconic moments on the show where I said I I had never really seen the show except one night when I was up vomiting, and. Mm-hmm. It like was is on the best of tapes and Joan Rivers walks out after me on her knees and says, Holy I'll never be able to follow shit, that. Dude. And then the next morning, uh, Brandon Tartikoff from NBC called and said, listen, we, we want to sign this guy to a deal. And uh, so I shot like two pilots for NBC, one that Ron Howard directed called Little Shots, which was the first. It was actually Goonies before Goonies, believe it or not. Right. Um, it was 100% Goonies, but they ended up doing a much better version as a movie later. And the the other one was called uh, Scamps with Sherwood Schwartz, who created uh, the Brady Bunch and Gilligan's Island. It was with mm-hmm. Gilligan himself and mm-hmm. his wife, Dream of Denver, Bob Denver, Dream of Denver. That show didn't go. And they had just shot a pilot called Give Me a Break with Nell Carter, this big, right. fantastic, amazing Tony Award winner, super talented, obviously, Nell Carter, the legendary. Yeah. And they wanted to add a young kid to that. So I became a Jerry's Boom. kids who showed there up was. looking to be adopted. And that Jesus. was the, the show. so at what point did you get into know. drugs and alcohol and get all <laughs> fucked up? And you know what I mean? Like, I, it's, it's really incredible that you're here. You're fucking yoked. Oh. You look good because what a life growing up like that to be happened so quickly, too. I mean, did you have a childhood? You know what I mean? 
I did. My 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 parents. I stayed enrolled in my school in Philadelphia, Abington Friends. Uh, Bradley Cooper. Actually, we grew up right around the corner from each other. But 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 Bradley went to Abington High. I went to Abington Friends, which was the Quaker like sort of private school. And uh, and I was a lifer there. I went back every three weeks on my hiatus weeks. Uh, took all my tests, hung out with all my friends. I graduated from there in '94. So um, well, yeah, my my parents really kept it in perspective. I never did drugs, you know. Never got into that stuff. I was always sports, working out, music. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah. yeah, that's great. It's a fun time of year because everybody's starting to gear up. You've got spring break happening soon. You've got summer happening soon. Everybody's thinking about their vacations. My number one source for where I might even go in the world, Airbnb. I've got spring break. I'm shooting. I only have four days. Where am I going to go? I go on Airbnb and that usually is like, oh, there's a good house. I love that. Let's stay there. If you are someone who travels a lot or even has an empty room in your house, consider hosting on Airbnb. It's a lot easier than you might think. And it's also a great way to make some extra income. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, how is that dynamic for you guys, like with your bro? Let's start with like early on. Was that hard for you to kind of be 18 months younger and to watch him going through all of that? Like, did you feel pressure to have to follow in his footsteps? (laughs) I mean, you know what it was? It wasn't. We're so we're kind of um, opposing uh, personalities. Uh, Joe is definitely to get out there um, and entertain. And I'm kind of the sit back and get gain a perspective type of guy. So there was a little bit of that, like, but I had a choice. My parents never were like, you have to do this. I, 
I actually turned down a lot of stuff when I was young. I was like, I'm just not going to do this. I don't want to do this. But they never gave me too much trouble for that. And um, and then, you know, it was more of this. It was more I didn't want to necessarily be the heartthrob. I mm-hmm. saw what a lot right. of what it did, especially just being like super famous when you're a teenager. I saw what it had done to a, a Joe, his peers. Like it, it's just so much pressure that I didn't want that. That's the only thing I didn't want. I was kind of like really, you know. And what were your, so what were you, do you think that that made you kind of focus on other things? Like your passions like went in a different direction? 100%. Animals animals and nature and building construction, you know, architecture, things like that really, you know, I, I, when you're a kid, I don't know if you guys feel like this. I mean, you guys, your family has been underneath that light for forever. And, uh, but it's like, you don't get to relate when you're a kid and kids know you, you, it's hard to relate to other kids your age and they have a hard time relating to you as well. So when you mm-hmm. have these two kids and one of them's famous, it's like, for me, that even pushed me further to gravitate towards yeah. the connection. But when we were little, you, you have to understand, like we could not be, we had, we were Hudson's. So like when we were younger, people had no idea who our parents were, unless our parents were around. Right. Wow. So okay. we didn't have uh, like, you know what I mean? Like, even uh, though we, we, and, and we also had the same thing, which was, I mean, Oliver makes a joke that I was I was more comfortable with it. But the truth is, we both like hated the attention that our parents always got. We much prefer to have them to ourselves. Right. We didn't want people to know or I didn't want anyone to know who our my my parents were because Thank I you. wanted to be liked for me, you know. And and I would do everything that I could to avoid anyone knowing who my parents were. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so it's a little bit different. Like, I would think, like, if Oliver was, like, growing up, if he was on, if you were, like, I don't know, mm-hmm. on, like, the big, like, 90210 or, like, right. one of those shows, right. I would have, it would have been weird for yeah. me to be like, oh, my God, you know? Right, right, right. Like, if I was, like, Gary Coleman. <laughs> that, would be, <laughs> well, that would be weird. That would, that would definitely be weird. Yeah, that would be very weird. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay so now so now do people call you andrew or andy uh, like whatever you prefer. And, andy um so now you're so now you enter eight years in you're you, joey you're like clearly you're clearly doing your thing doing your thing and was it did you always feel almost like an only child and that you had some separation with the boys or was it immediately like no, I was, uh, by the time I uh, I joined the party, I think all the kinks kind of had been worked out. So it was just rock and roll. It was go time. You know, and my I was very lucky. My family, we all really uh, kind of moved as a pack. We did. Yeah. We just kind of traveled around as a pack. Um, and then it led to us uh, doing projects together. You know, we had a, a show, right. Brotherly Love, a sitcom, Joe coming off of Blossom. They had, you know, he had the opportunity. They offered him to do any kind of show that he wanted to do. And he... In, included us in that and uh, and it just made sense so we uh and then we did a lot of movies together and stuff so for me it was normal i just it was yeah. all very normal well hold on let's go back though because how did you guys get into the business if you were into you know nature which i am too and all these like just for more earthy stuff at what point we like okay fuck it let's 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 roll let's do this you know matt probably like uh about uh, seven months ago. No, you know, it was kind of, I, I got lucky. Joe had, had, had blazed this trail and uh, 
I had I had a lot of opportunities with that. I still do. Like I get his clothes now and things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. There's always a lot of stuff, a lot of benefits to it. So yeah, <laughs> when it comes to work, you know, he really had blazed a, a trail. So yeah. me coming along, I had you know people going, "Hey, he's the younger brother. You know, maybe he'll have the same thing." So they they gave me opportunities. Yeah, and I had a lot of doors that were open. Sorry to interrupt, but yeah. how did you get, give me a break? Because weren't you both on? I don't even know. I'm just interrupting. Yeah, they added. They <laughs> added. But that's because I had done another show. Yeah. Funny enough, I think actually with Mark. Mark Hudson? Yes. Rose? No, Mark it was Hudson. Paul Sarah. And he, Mark? Our Uncle Mark? Yeah. And really? Thought, oh, yeah, my and God. Like, yeah. So there was like this. Anyway, that what was. What show the, was that? Sarah? Sarah. Sarah was with Gina Gina Davis. Gary David Goldberg did it. Uh, it was a fan. Wow. Bill Bill Maher was on it. It's an amazing show. Yeah, amazing show. Wait, so, like, Uncle Mark was on a show. I don't know. Wait, we need to know more about this. What was uh, it? Who did the show? Indy, uh was it NBC? I don't know. I have to look it up. Maybe maybe did the music. Was he doing the music? Did he was do it the Uncle music? Brad, yeah, he wrote you wrote this little song for me. I'll never forget. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, my the god. Music. Okay. He did the music. Okay. That, that makes sense. sense. <laughs> yeah, I'll never forget it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, yeah. um I but, thought so, I was like, oh my god, I didn't realize Uncle Mark was doing some like acting on the side. But so he how, was doing the show. How old were you, Matt, when when you when you did this? Maybe like three? Three or something. Three and a half. Three and a half, something like that. So so Holy then it was kind shit. of this, and, and it was this amazing show, but it, it just, it never went past like eight episodes or something. Yeah. So they were like the same kind of a thing. They were like, well, you know what? Let's, let's add him to give me a break. And then I think that was really what started the whole brother unit because yeah. mm-hmm. that worked. Like we had, I was kind of on my own. I was kind of a little, again, I was a little shy, but put mm-hmm. me on camera with Joe and it kind of did that lightning in a bottle thing. And then that kind of started the whole brother thing. You know? mm-hmm. yeah, that's a good point. I never even thought about it till now, but uh, being a kid, you know, uh, you suspending reality is easier, but then putting them on, you know, opposite a family member, it just becomes that much easier to, to have chemistry and to feel oh, normal and to it's deliver. So fun. Right. Yeah. I know we so, talk about that all the time. Like, like how fun it would be if we could do something. Why haven't you guys done something together? I'll put it together. What is what is, what is um, this? I think we're doing it. You know, but I, it's oh, a good. Oh yeah, well, we're doing this. It's a good question. Okay, though. We're, we're trying to. Everyone's trying to figure it out as a family. It's very difficult. There's a thousand actors now, and I don't know. Well, at one actors. at one point, we're gonna make it happen in one way For or another. Sure. You know what I mean? We have For sure. To. I think well, we're just, just going to do like, all, I'd love do to like see. community. We'll do community theater. We'll do some like local <laughs> Santa Monica Playhouse. That sounds so fun. Yeah. Just the whole family doing Santa Monica Playhouse. That, <laughs> that, would, be awesome. that would be There's like, there's like 15 seats. Right. In there. Exactly. That would be the best. We'll sell out every night. I'll tell you exactly. that. Exactly. Right around the block. We would, we would, we could sell those seats maybe for. A at lot least of money. 150, 150 bucks, two nights only. <laughs> That's it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Oh, my gosh. Um, wait, hold on. So, Andy, you come into the picture now. You've got these two brothers. They're older, obviously, now. And at what point are you sort of not necessarily enamored with, but are realizing, oh, shit, I, I guess this is my path as as well? Yeah. yeah. It must have been. I, you know, I think it was probably a little presumptuous of me. But again, I just I just figured it was normal. I don't know. And right. then I, I again, I, I Matt was on a show called Walter and Emily. Oh, yeah. And a similar thing happened 
where they needed a younger role or and and I was on the set and, well, and then somehow my mom petitioned for me to, to the, audition for it and I got Really it. the mm. true story is that I mean it's all true but when Andy was born no joke Oh yeah uh, Brandon Tartikoff he had me on NBC right Matt was on NBC now and there was a lot of success happening there when Andy was born I'll yeah. never forget this we were in the hospital yeah. and a massive bouquet of flowers came right cuz I was 12 so I remember almost almost 12 I was 11 and a half and uh, and it was and it was a it was from Brandon Tartikoff and he said congratulations Donna on the third Lawrence and in the envelope was a contract to sign Andy to an overall deal. That's <laughs> oh the truth. my god! Yes. Do you still have that? That that's the best. is my mom awesome. has that. My yeah. mom has that. Yeah. Oh my god, that's so funny. That yeah. is great. Was there ever a moment where you were like, any of you guys were like, I, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. When yeah, actually, when, actually, when when Andy was born, uh, my mom decided that I was going into the sixth grade, right? Yeah. And she wanted to pull me out of the business so that I could really uh, sub submerge myself in all my friends. Because I had been at that school, but I was going into middle school now, you know? And so all my friends, and I wanted to go to school dances and play sports and do all these things. So I was – I basically sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, all I did was work during the summer uh, and I did commercials and movies and stuff. But during the school year, I was there every day. It was the greatest three years of my life. Like I had, you know, the first kiss and I, I played sports and went to all the dances and did exactly what I needed to do. Cemented mm -hmm. my relationships with all my, my childhood friends. I didn't have any industry friends. I, I, I had childhood friends. I mean, I had in, in, industry acquaintances. I knew everybody, mm -hmm. right? And I was friendly with them. But my friends were were Chris Wolf and, and Ross and and. John Josh and you know that was yeah. those you know Mason that's so that's so guys. healthy. It's nice to hear because usually you hear these stories, obviously, where these young actors, young act actors, come up and they're just all screwed up because of being in the business. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah uh, I didn't. And they get into in all the shit, and you know, but well, like uh, that crew for you would have been like the Hame and Feldman and all. The yeah, or or kids, or right? um, so Soleil Soleil did that whole documentary. Oh, yeah, right. You know, and yeah, she's my age. You know, did you watch that? Slay Moon Fries yeah, documentary? Yeah, Slay was, yes, yes. I think there was a voicemail she used of mine in that because she was on our pod talking about it and everything. Yeah, so, she was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Slay was actually in the pilot for uh, Little Shots that I did for NBC mm, the, the, with uh, Ron Howard. She was in that. It's a fun time of year because everybody's starting to gear up. You've got spring break happening soon. You've got summer happening soon. Everybody's thinking about their vacations. My number one source for where I might even go in the world, Airbnb. I've got spring break. I'm shooting. I only have four days. Where am I going to go? I go on Airbnb and that usually is like, oh, there's a good house. I love that. Let's stay there. If you are someone who travels a lot or even has an empty room in your house, consider hosting on Airbnb. It's a lot easier than you might think, and it's also a great way to make some extra income. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple. 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. 
At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Did your parents shield you from these things? Did they understand sort of the down, the pitfalls or were they more, or was it just you and your personality? And you're like, no, I, I just don't want to participate no, in the fast life, I guess. I I loved my family, right? So I really bought in to the idea of family. I didn't want to go anywhere unless my family was around, right? We took yeah. family vacations together. Yeah. Even if I brought my best friend, uh, he would come with my family, right? And I never really had a desire to do that. I was, uh, I got off on 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 working really hard, right? Being successful uh, and uh, sports and mm-hmm. uh, music, uh, which I was able to do, you know, at a high level there for a while. It was really neat. Um, but it that's also what sounds. It it also sounds like you guys have such a wholesome your your parents are they still together? No, no. they're no. still alive. Great, and we love that. Them. That was yeah. one of the uh, one of the consequences of this journey. Yes. through L.A. Is it my dad? He 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 definitely wanted to, to stay on the East Coast. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's where all, all of, you know his well, that's side where his business was his business family side and, everybody of fa- and everybody. You know, so there was a tug and pull there for a while, and then in mm. L.A., you know. Because now we're all working, right? We got one parent on a set with one, another parent on a set with the other. And like, the, that was the, in that era, we, we were doing so much and I kind of popped off there for a minute. We were fractured. I mean, my mom and yeah. my dad were not together. We were off wow. in different parts of the world half the time. Right. So right. that, so, the So you, that, you broke, you broke up your parents. You, <laughs> I mean, I mean, wow. the, 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 the <laughs> journey, the journey for sure did. Unfortunately, you know? that was a consequence yeah. for them. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But, wow. Wow. But wow. What I was going to say is that's it, interesting though. It also, but it does sound like they are, you know, very secure and good parents. Like, right. you know, your yeah. mom being a teacher, your dad works really hard. I think like, if you think about it going into it doesn't matter what you go into if you've got a good example then you're not usually not going to get into all of that trouble well, a lot of times when you hear these stories about young actors and kids they're they're familial their background is pretty you know tough. Yeah. i was i was hard on myself right because you're always in the public eye right so like trying to be perfect and you know i mean you know uh, every hair had to be in perfect place and you that, know, eyebrow, eyebrow had to be. so so it gets, Those it, things gets do, it gets yeah. it gets in here but i never i never i never got off on drugs i never wanted to try it as a matter of fact i literally did not go out until i was 21 i did not go into a club and have a drink till i was 21 because i was i was like everybody knew i was and i thought it was pathetic that i was going to be in there at 18 and everyone's mm-hmm. like oh god he's drinking he shouldn't be drinking mm-hmm. not that i could you know the opposite is um whatever i'm Corey Haim or Corey Feldman. i'm going to go in there because i'm 17 mm-hmm. but i can do whatever i want 
I went the opposite way. I was like, everybody knows who I am. It's embarrassing. Like, I'm going to be the youngest one in there, and they're all going to think it's a joke. So I'm not going to step in there until I am 21, mm-hmm. and I can honestly say, nope, I can have a drink because I'm 21, you know? Yeah, and I didn't. Were, were you well, guys like that? <laughs> well, here's the thing. No, I mean, no, not 100%. No, I mean. Andy? <laughs> he's the worst by far he's got he's got a lot i I can tell i can just tell immediately Uh, yeah yeah um but it's really true the club at 19 yeah yeah i I started around 19 you know doing trying things and doing all that but it's really true honestly i mean dude you really did you set a heck of a bar and example there you really never did any of this stuff like it was just always work and focus well you know, it's that it was that like Mamba mentality, honestly. Like I've seen it before in other guys. He's got that kind of a, mm. uh, you know, well, just laser focus. Look, I mean, honestly, I also felt a lot of pressure being the oldest. My parents drilled that into me that I had to set an example, right? Especially for That's, him. Yeah, Andy for sure. and I were so much apart. So I was more like an uncle for a while, you know. Mm-hmm. But it was I really took it seriously. And yeah. and I I I did not want to partake in that because I knew I had to come home every night and I wanted to be a good example for these guys. Wow. We were still so, sh- here's the best thing. We were still sharing bunk beds at the height of his success. <laughs> like literally, he's like in the top bunk. I didn't, move, I didn't move out. I didn't I couldn't move into the den. We didn't buy like our our like our like house house. I didn't buy it till like, you know, much later. So mm-hmm. you know, like we we yeah, Matt and I were sharing a room when I was six sixteen. I mean yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So I got to move into the den at sixteen. <laughs> That's true. The den. So you know They didn't even have proper doors. No. Like, <laughs> no. When did your parents split up? Well, they were married 30 years, so I was 20, like, 23. Oh, yeah, so I was So, yeah, Andy, that was probably harder But for you. Andy, he was... Andy you know, was... He caught the... the he caught 14. the... 14. The, the slack. Andy yeah. caught a lot yeah. of the... So, how did that work between the brothers? You know what I mean? Where you've got the younger one who may be going through it a little bit more. I mean, did you have to sort of take on a different role, both of you boys, to your younger brother? I mean, how was that support system? Or was there one? I don't have Andy? I don't have a lot of Andy? great things to say about the way I handled it. Honestly. Oh really? I, hold on, hold on. I, I yeah, I honestly at uh, about six months into the divorce process, I was so overwhelmed, I was like, I gotta get out. And I literally just bounced. I pulled all of my business out of the family. I bought a little place. I moved. I didn't and this is my some of I've got a few regrets. One of my main regrets though is that I really was not there for Andy mm. in that period of time. I I mean, I, I, I understand I needed it as well to kind of get that break. But yeah, my support for Andy for about a year and a half was, was not there. Mm. Joey? I was around, you know, I tried to recreate a family home and, you know, so we could have Christmas, you That's know, true. and, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, we, we could have Christmas there and form a base where everybody could sort of gather um, I, you know, I got, I got married on the younger side, you know, well, I, I, I got married for a brief period of time there, right during the divorce. Um, it was really re trying to recreate reach, reaching there. So yeah. family uh, uh, yeah, it was, that yeah, didn't sure. work. And then, and then I got married shortly thereafter again, but I was married 15 years and I, I have two beautiful daughters from that. Yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately that didn't work out, but, um, but, uh, you know, uh, the Gipper always tries again. So, uh, <laughs> no, no, I mean, look. The, 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 you just keep going. You keep going. I, I mean, that's going. normal. I know. I know. And, uh, yeah, Kate, so Kate knows, great, you know. Great, great lady and, and uh, you know, really great. And, and, and I have an 11-month-old daughter. So I, I have a 17-year-old daughter, 13-year-old daughter, and an 11-month-old daughter. Wow. So, oh, my God. I have 20 in January. 
and then I have 12 and wow. five. <laughs> wait, wait, you have uh, you have a 20 year old? Wow. You have I a, was really you, young. You have a 20 year old, a, a 12 year old, and then a five year old. Wow. Yeah. So you basically are in my boat. That's right. What, that's with, with, get this with six different guys. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Math is uh, that's some interesting. Yeah, yeah. figure that one out. <laughs> but, uh, look at your show. So we'll hey, we'll look at one. Yeah, I mean that's it. I would say it's okay. Uh, we keep uh, doing the math. But Andy, Andy, how, how did? But how? When? when Wait, was one of them Nick Cannon? <laughs> no. <laughs> But growing up with that situation with you, Andy, like how are you dealing with that being so young? You know, did you want to lean on your brothers for support or, you know, how how did you go through all this? I don't know, man. There was a lot going on. Um, geez. You leaned on us a little bit. Yeah, you know, around a lot. It's a good question, bro. I've never heard Andy actually talk about this, to be honest. You still haven't oh. asked him. I, I, mean, yeah, you I bottle it up. He does yeah. bottle. Hey, He's a he bottle. bottles it up. Well, good thing you're on this podcast, Andy. Don't bottle Please it up, Please do man. share. Jesus, start, for us, guys. You gotta cr cry or something. Oh, yeah. We do. It just cuts us. We're all bald. Cry <laughs> <laughs> way too easily. It's just a way too easy. Stop pretending. Well, you can scratch the surface. I mean, you know, yeah. did you harbor shit? Do you not, harbor shit? Not towards these guys, no. Right. Uh, the, the parental conflict is is never a, a healthy thing, probably for yeah. anyone to deal with. But yeah, it man. happens, and and you know, there's a lot of people are have dealt with it and deal with it. So yes, but then you're yeah. not a lot of people. We're asking you. Well, yeah. I mean, it's a personal just, experience. I mean, I, I, of course, it was terrible. But uh, you know that it. it but what did you go through? I've never. What, what did you think? Where did you think I was? I just bounced. You okay with it? I was just about I, to ask that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I had my own thing, man. I had, I had my own. Actually, life. he kind of did it to the point where he was so forward with his life and yeah. way ahead of his years that there was one night where I remember this is what kind of brought me back in the family where my mom calls me like. Yeah. This is end game when it comes to this guy. And I get there and sure enough, her car is blocking him from leaving. And how you were getting out, so I don't ridiculous. know. He was about 15. He had his permit. We wasn't supposed to be driving. No, this is not true. This is we used to true. I block him in. He's got, <laughs> got these group of people that were not a good group of people. Oh, God. And we had to tell them off. Oh, God. Tell them, yeah, they're like, we just, told them off. And we had, we did. We had to block him. I did not mean him to like, the ground. <laughs> 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 like, <laughs> casino. It's like Sharon Stone walked out all of a sudden. <laughs> you know how rough could it's it true, be? though. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, but but all the shit. Of course, of course. You were alone. You're eight years younger than than Matt, so obviously, right? So I mean, like you're sitting there dealing with your. You were probably at the heat of all of that, and that's yeah. Yeah, oh I mean God. that's definitely. That's not we're each able to suck. insulate ourselves, but still, but still be there. Andy was obviously just yeah, he took the breath in the yeah. in the. Yeah. In the that well, moving part. forward, moving forward, then how did you guys all sort of come back together to sort of create this brotherly love? You know, uh, I mean, how did how did it all happen after all the shit went down? Andrew's Danny's dealing with his stuff. Matt yeah. pieces out for a year and a half. Like, at what point did it did it did it all of a sudden sort of come back together? I think it started to come back together, to be honest with you, like when I did Melissa and Joey and I was able to have these guys on, it was the first time that we had mm. been on camera together in a long time. That's and they, they each were on a couple episodes, That's right? right. Mm. Uh, and playing different parts. 
you know, um, and and uh, and it was really fun. I, I think you know that 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 show sure. was that show was very successful. So it was really fun to to be able to have them on that. And we had not been in a situation like that. And so much time had passed that we now were pretty much all grown men, right? So we hadn't really worked together since since we were since we were since we were underage, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that I think was for me like, wow, this is interesting. And then Andy really decided to 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 start like jumping into film production and filmmaking. And believe it or not got himself to a point where he was he directed believe it or not yeah, i mean truly but like <laughs> not this guy over here but like just started. brothers brothers and he's a testament to just like doing it right yeah, some he, people talk about it some people can be schooled in it but other people just do it right and yeah, those people are the ones that really are the ones that kind of have an edge if they just mm-hmm. do it right because a lot of people sit around and talk about doing it but the people that actually do it are the ones that usually kick ass right mm-hmm. so andy just went and did it and he directed this 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 kind of like really cool sort of action movie with kelsey Grammer. i don't know how he just like <laughs> talked himself into like i can do it i know i can do it and these producers said, all right, we believe you. And he, <laughs> I mean, he, mis- said, he said, hey, guys, I'm directing this movie with Kelsey Grammer. They're, and they're like, what? <laughs> you're directing? What are you directing? He's like, it's this little action film. It's got a WWE guy, this super famous dude, Adam the Edge Copeland. It's got, I'm like, what? You're directing? He's like, yeah. yeah. One side, I think people think it's really easy to get a movie made. It's really, really, really hard to get a movie yeah. made. You know, even just to get it done is is an amazing feat. So hard. Exactly. So Andy and I had both Matt and I in that movie in 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 tiny parts just to have some fun, and then Andy started like it did really well. So Andy got other opportunities, and believe it or not, he directed this Lifetime thriller which he wanted me to do, and I was like, all right, I'll do it. You know, but I know. <laughs> And I, I actually ended up meeting my wife on this thing, which is so wild because wow. I had never, ever worked with anybody and like dated them ever, like yeah. ever. Right. That was like a rule of mine. Looks like Andy's got the magic touch with casting. Yeah. And it was like, <laughs> like right at the beginning of COVID. And uh, and my gosh, it was just the craziest thing that ever happened. Now, it was what a- happens when you disagree creatively, especially like because in Brotherly oh. Love, you were all playing yourselves, right? Basically, well, anyway, really extended versions. Like I was the, I was kind of a neurotic teenager that was kind of didn't want to be, you know, looked at and stuff. So they just took that to the extreme. I mean, it was a scripted okay. show. We were, you it know, was I'm, scripted. But okay, but but like, how did like creatively what happens when you're either you either don't agree with the other one or there's creative differences mm-hmm. even when you're working with your brother off. as a director and, uh, you know uh, you like, know who usually wins the argument right like 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 the like the neon sign behind you who liked it the most and who had to be like all right fine how was he all right fine we, you were matt you were like all right fine i was like all right fine i, I was a little worried that the, the space and the letters didn't make it clear enough like it didn't pop out enough but they loved it <laughs> A rule working together as we do now, right? Like we're doing this pod, and good to me. we're doing a big action movie next year for Fox, right? This is kind of like Die Hard thing in a hospital. It'll be really fun. I'll finally be able to kick some ass in a movie, and I'm looking forward to that. But we have a, like a majority rules thing, right? So if two of the three of us say yes, it doesn't really matter what. Like I could the hate third it. one can just fuck yeah, yeah. The third one mm-hmm. can just go fuck themselves because like that's <laughs> we're never gonna. We we do agree a lot, but we always have slightly different opinions. Oh yeah, well sometimes if, we. I mean, yeah, but if two of us go, dude, that's what's happening to any of the other, then that's it. We just fold it. But I really like it because I got to be honest. I think the best stuff comes out of 
I think the best stuff comes out of when we're, we have two really different opinions mm -hmm. and we go at it. I feel like something better comes out of it than either of the opinions that were there originally. So yeah. I, I think it's a good part of the well, process, but while it's occurring, it, it's not fun at all. Well, I mean, essentially it's what America was supposed to be founded on. And now yeah, you go. Yeah, there like, you go. <laughs> it's a two party system where you have oh, conflicting yeah. ideas and well. a better one comes up, comes up. <laughs> right. That's it. And, That's and, it. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, when so, it when it when it works, it works great. Yeah, yeah. It's a fun time of year because everybody's starting to gear up. You've got spring break happening soon. You've got summer happening soon. Everybody's thinking about their vacations. My number one source for where I might even go in the world, Airbnb. I've got spring break. I'm shooting. I only have four days. Where am I going to go? I go on Airbnb and that usually is like, oh, there's a good house. I love that. Let's stay there. If you are someone who travels a lot or even has an empty room in your house, consider hosting on Airbnb. It's a lot easier than you might think. And it's also a great way to make some extra income. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do find this missing girlfriend and tell her story with the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one like my producer Anna oh my god my friend Dr. Mindy Shapiro hi it's Dr. Shapiro and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner and of course Gail's sister Elaine Katz having no closure it kills you join us as we try to solve a 35 year old cold case it's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. <gasps> what? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. What are you looking forward to now? Like when you guys are doing your podcast and I mean, I know for Oliver and I, it's been just the most fun to be able to be together all the time. It sounds like you guys have been together forever. <laughs> You've been working together all the time, but like what, what, are, what are you looking 
forward to in these next couple years. Speaking of vacation. Yeah. Oh, yeah, family <laughs> vacation would be great. Together? Yeah. Oh, no, I'm in alone. Oh. I'm in alone. No, no, no. We <laughs> have time together. No, I'm kidding. No, it's a family huge vacation. family vacation would yeah. be great. Yeah. That's like on the short. The yeah. long term, I don't know. I, I think we're all kind of thinking this way. We want to get a big property somewhere. We want to have, you know, maybe a little studio, uh, like a, a, a center, like place where we have a, a Kitchen where everybody you know goes to the kitchen and a gym, gym start pool. start a religion you know a commune he keeps going yeah. this cult joke and it's just not funny and it's not you got to take that one out do you all play music yeah yeah we like music yeah and so what instruments do you all play who plays what uh, we're just sing we're, we're I play the piano yeah anybody. Andy, I, I'm not a master. Andy, Andy plays guitar. Andy's an incredible guitar player. I really didn't master incredible. an instrument. Should have. Matt so you can sing. sing. I sing. Yeah. And you can write-ish on piano <laughs> or guitar. And do you ever write together and make music together? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah have, we do. We're actually, Andy came up with this really cool track for our podcast that we're about we're to We're going to have a theme song we're for our podcast. Today. So we're going to actually record it later. Yeah. yeah. It's great. Fun. Oh, amazing. So wait. That's uh, what we should do. We should write. We should. I should. I should write. Yeah. And you I'll can sing it. Like, Whatever. There you go. Yeah, I'll do you it. Can hey, do you can sing. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Other, other, can you sing too? Because I know you can really sing. Kate can really <laughs> sing. Kate has a record coming out. I'm kind of. I can sing. I'm probably. Here's the thing. I'm probably the most talented person in the family, but I don't have the Andy sort of just go for it drive. You know oh, what I mean? I just rest on my charms and my good looks and my just <laughs> God and my God given talent. Really talented. Very you're talented. So talented. Very, very talented. I feel it's, like you you make I, fun of yourself and you're not you're I do. actually really talented. I use that self deprecation to mask a lot of pain. <laughs> That's the way in, dude. A lot of pain. Deprecation. <laughs> <laughs> I usually just use rage no, to get rid of the pain. Right. I just make fun of myself and then get in my car and leave and cry. Oh, that's awful. Well, you guys should do a little. A little oh, man. I yeah. like that idea. You know, our Uncle Mark wrote our intro song. Yeah. So he wrote a song for us as well. Oh. Yeah. And, um, but maybe we should have, yeah, we should either do it or we should have the, the Hudson brothers. Yeah. Write us oh my gosh! Let's get to know them. First. I love that you guys write music together, and and when you sing, do you like harmonize and stuff? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we yes. love to. Yeah, oh we, do, we do that. We do. And that. are you? Do are you? Are Doesn't you? Doesn't it make you so happy? It does. it does. I love. I love music so much. You know, I know. it's so my life. It's everything. And then kids, Mary, Andy, do you have kids? You're married, no? No kids, not no kids, and you guys got kids. You got three, Matt. You got one, no zero. I'm the only one. I'm the only one. I've been a parent, obviously, Kate. You know, I've I've been a parent since 2006. So right, yeah. I got you beat. You have a 20 year old. I cannot believe that. I was so ready though. It was so funny at the time. I was like, I was just ready to be a mom, and now I look back, I'm like, holy fuck, I was young. Like I was not ready to be a mom, but he turned out great. I'm really proud of him. Yeah, Ryder. I'm so, I did something right and it's showing in him right now. Like he's a great, he's a great man, young man. And he's doing, he's in a great place. I'm, I couldn't be happier. So going, going back really quickly. Okay. To sort of the success that you guys were having as, as young kids. When that success started to sort of wean or did you feel it? Meaning like, 
oh shit, I was up here and now uh, it's ticking down. How do I keep this? You know, did that affect you guys in any way? Did you have to keep chasing? How, how did that work for y'all? Yeah, look, Absolutely. I think I think one of the look one of the benefits of breaking in a little bit later is that is that you you get a lot more street cred for the success. You know, when when you have a lot of success at a young age, like I did, you know, I mean, a perfect example is that when I was doing Joey Russo on Blossom, it was essentially the same character that Matt LeBlanc was playing on Friends, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, and, and honestly, the story is that you know the truth is that 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 character was. Uh, they had Matt. That was LeBlanc, the predator, the, the right. Predator, you know, predator. they wanted when Warren Littlefield took over NBC. Uh, and they they were developing friends. You know, they wanted a a 25 year old Joey Russo, right? Because that mm-hmm. character was so successful. Matt LeBlanc actually came over to watch how I played Joey Russo. Okay, so because what? there's a real fine line mm-hmm. between being a lecherous womanizer, but if you're innocent with it, if you don't understand what you're actually saying, you can get away with saying anything right mm-hmm. so so you know if the woman walks in there's extremely likable if there's, an, if there's, if there's yeah. an exuberance and an innocence about it, it was like did you see the boobs on that lady did you mm-hmm. see them they were mm-hmm. so beautiful like if you said that with like you know some lecherous like did you see the wreck on that it becomes gross yeah. but mm-hmm. if there's this childlike innocence with it you can get away with anything mm-hmm. so that's what they wanted him to tap into right so and and the great thing is that you know, he went on to win Emmys, right? And everybody thought that's who I was. So mm. that's the difference when you get to break in a little later and then you that's break so in true. when you're young. Is that, so is that I did not get any credit. They don't for, think you're putting on a performance in, in that They sense. think that's who right. you are, right? right? So there was a big stigma yeah. that then I had to try and break through. And I saw a lot of my other peers that were going on to do big movies. And, you know, I'm a physical dude. Like, I always wanted to do, like, Die Hard. I always wanted to do Lethal Weapon. Um, that's the kind of stuff that I wanted to do, bring that sense of humor to, like, that action stuff because I don't mm-hmm. think a lot of guys really do that tactfully. But, like, mm-hmm. Mel did it and Bruce Willis, obviously, was the greatest at mm-hmm. it. Harrison Ford did it in his prime with Indiana Jones. I know, that- I know another guy who does it very well. Who? Kurt. Oh, mm-hmm. amazing. Oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah. Oh, Unbelievable attitude. Yeah. Dude, unbelievable. Jack Burton. Wait, Jack Tango Burton. and Cash. Yeah, Tango oh, and Cash. Girl yeah. yeah. Crush Tango <laughs> and Cash, bro. Yeah. The best. Yeah. Um, but at any rate, um, so but those opportunities, I had to literally fight my ass off. And I never got those. You yeah, know? True. So it, for me, movies are gonna break much later. I feel like I'm gonna be like Liam Neeson now. Mm-hmm. And by the time I, the time I, I take it, I'm gonna be like in my 50s, you know? Wow, you hey, know? we never knew this guy could do it. Yeah. But, so there, it's very tough to break in very young and to have the kind of success that I have because yeah. it really is difficult. And then to it maintain really, to maintain it, Kurt basically. always said, yeah. they, you know, when I was little, I wanted to, I, I was like shot out of the cannon just right out the bat, I wanted to be performing. And my parents were like, absolutely not. Cause that was what they were concerned about. It was like, you know, my mom let me audition for this sitcom. I actually got the part. Didn't know that I got the part. She said, absolutely not to them and told me that I didn't get the part, which actually was good for me. Um, because then I was like, Oh, I had that opportunity. And then I went and I could go be a kid and I didn't think about it for a while. But the, but, but what I realized is that, what Kurt always said, which is like, you if you have to really love it to do it because it's so temperamental and you can have these big, huge moments and be on top of the world no matter what age you are. And they're always looking for the new thing. And the, but like talent will always win. And if you really love it, you will always do it. You'll, all, you'll always find a way to do what you love. And 
And you might not get like that thing that you were like, oh, I wanted to be like that. But if you really, really love it, like it will fulfill you no matter what you're doing. And and that was the biggest thing Kurt ever taught mm-hmm. me, which was like, you know, and to love other things just as much, you know, yes. not to rely on that as like if we relied on that, we'd be living in this like roller coaster, tumultuous, crazy, like, you know, yeah. constantly at the beck and call of like, are we good enough? Are we good enough? Am I good enough? And, and no matter how successful you get, you're always up against that in this industry. So it's like, you know, just to even have, what did Billy, Billy Crudup said to me, there's no shame in writing one great song and there's no shame in, in, in directing one great film. And there's no shame in starring in one big movie. Like Mm -hmm. there's no shame in doing one good scene, right? No. Because, because or one line. to even be able to have that opportunity right. is one in a one in yeah, a million. Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. And I and I, I always carry that kind of thing with me because as an artist, like I think you always need to stay, you need to stay in that zone because then you can keep creating more freely. I have to try to stay like present, 100%. right? You have to stay present, right? Because if you think about the past, it usually brings up feelings of like sadness or lament, or you're like, "Oh God, I wish I was, mm-hmm. or I had this." And I, if you think about the future, it's all about stress and anxiety, and about like, "Well, how am I going to get there? What am I going to get?" But if you stay present, like you said, you can you can sort of appreciate what's happening now and truly, you know, have a hand in what's going to happen. But only if you stay present. And it's mm-hmm. very difficult to do. Was, yeah. there, was there lows for you guys, though? I mean, or, you know what I mean? Like, what what, what were some of your lows? Like Decades. You were... Decades long lows. No, really? I mean, I mean, for real, well, though, I mean, like, you know, we talk about all the highs, but what, what, when, yeah. were the low, when were the low periods? Oh, where it's like, am I going to fucking I, be able to do this? Am I going to do what I love to do anymore? You know what I mean? That kind of shit. I, I first of all, I, I went five that, years. Five years without a job, five years. And I was going for jobs, dude. In fact, that was during that period. I We tested for something. Uh, we tested for a pilot together. Dude, oh, I was we? so in such a rut by that point that I had even forgotten how to screen test. I was so mm-hmm. off my game that I, I couldn't even function properly as an actor at that point, you know? And so, man, yeah, ruts. Wow. Oh, my gosh. I oh, went yeah. through a divorce. No, 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 no. The yeah. bottom of the bottom, man. I, wow. I literally was... I literally was on the couch uh, of my family home that yeah. I had bought 15 years ago and was no longer mine. Like, <laughs> dude, I was yeah. at the bottom of the bottom, you know? And Wow, dude. And and then what brought you, how'd you get through it? What brought you out of it? Yeah, you know, family. And then, you know, we really kind of threw all of our hats back into legitimately working together. This podcast, man. Yeah. We were now we're together every Friday. It, it picked me up. I And then I met, I met an amazing woman who just changed my perspective on life and mm. reconnected my relationship with my spirituality and all these yeah. amazing things. And I, it, life just turned around. But for a long time, man, I was on a, a real serious slide. Yeah. It literally was in the bottom for like five years, man. Wow. Like I was just yeah. bottom Congratulations, down. buddy. That's, that's nice. It's, it's, that's it, when you get out of those things, I mean, the lessons that you learn about yourself, the insight that oh, you have into wow. your own character, it just builds so tremendously that when you can get out, you know, and a lot, and some people can't, you know what I mean? And then that's a whole different conversation. But when you can get out, you know, you just know who you are through and through and so much better. Dude, it's, yeah, it's, it's true, Absolutely. man. Look, I've been, I've been doing this, um, you know, 40, 42 years, you know, so it's been, uh, as the bicep comes out, it's been, it's been a long, 
What? You voted two years. <laughs> you saw you slipped it out, Joe. You know you did. No slipping. I'm not gonna go on a long sleeve t-shirt, dude. <laughs> but it's skin could be your skin. What do you mean? <laughs> this is extra large, bro. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> um, what is it? This is an ass. It's all right. It's all right. It, it happens. I'm used to it. Um, yeah. No, but you know, I mean, it's been it's been so many ups and then and then a lot of downs too. Yeah. You know, I mean, I you know, I, yeah, I went through a divorce and it's been. It was very difficult, and and you were like, there was a whole difficult. campaign out against you when you were like shaving your head. Mm -hmm. People were talking about how you looked. They were just ragging on him. Mm -hmm. what, you know, what are you doing overboard, Matt? I, you were talking about how terrible you looked. I you mean, kind of your whole world. Kind of. <laughs> there's like, there's like, there's like, there's like, like, all of the hot press <laughs> for the world to feed. On. There's like, uh, there's like, uh, there's like Joey Lawrence eyebrow sites where like, because my eyebrows were constantly changing. Because I would do these photo shoots, they plucked the crap out of my eyebrows and I look like really like a weird Klingon and I have to be reminded of those pictures all the time. I I, I shave my bad, head. The one bad eyebrow job that somebody does who live on with infamacy. I, I, I got, yeah, it was awful. I got, yeah, yeah, it was terrible. I mean, every hairstyle that I've, that I've had, they, they, they hate them all, you know, and then, and then, yeah, man, I mean, you, you go through, look, man, I trusted a lot of people. I, I, I had to file for bankruptcy. I mean, dude, this has been, it's been a journey, yeah. man. It's been super highs and yeah. big time lows. Um, that always worried me. I don't know, you know if you guys feel gonna, that way. What are you going to do? I mean, I it's just know. the way it is, right? I, I've been at the threshold of hell, literally looking over, right? So yeah. the good news is I have my faith. Nothing scares me anymore, you know? Um, you don't and, really care and, what people and, think anymore. And I don't care. Yeah. You know, I really don't care. So yeah. uh, I, I have a lot of things that I want to accomplish still. And, uh, you know, I, I really believe I'm going to do it. Uh, it just, uh, you know, you love it. Yeah. I love it. It's amazing, it just, boys. It just, but if they're not, man, it's just being a roller coaster. Probably the That's, day we die, we're no, in this. Great. Business, you know? I also just your guys' energy is so amazing. I love it and so much. I, I want to hang out. So I so <laughs> want to be in that room with yeah. you guys right now. And honestly, like seriously, family is everything. Yeah, and no, and you guys, you guys are, are awesome. a great yeah. representation of that. Anytime you want to come on our show, come on. Open invitation. 100%, dude. Real quick before we get out of here, all you guys, you know, in five years from now, right? If we're manifesting, what, 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 where do we want to be at? You know, Andy, you go first because you're the youngin', right? Like, what, what do we want to do? You want to, are you a director? Yeah, you I want... mean, well, we could, I mean, career wise, it's a whole thing, but really what the, the, the ultimate goal would be beyond the career, mm -hmm. uh, just to be uh, healthy with my family in a really awesome location with friends, uh, just, you know, enjoying that moment and that day. That really is the ultimate goal. Yeah. Buddy. Uh, and how we get there, that's the journey. Yeah. 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 I'm pretty similar. It'd be probably somewhere tropical. I know we all live yeah, in the tropics. tropics. And yeah. uh, we would just have a big property. We'd be growing our own food. We'd be probably yes. making movies. Yeah. Kids, grandkids, all that kind of beautiful stuff, Sounds man. I, 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 all <laughs> I that. love it. I would love to do all that, and I want to remake Romance in the Stone. <laughs> great, that's good. One of the great movies. <laughs> oh, I want to redo it. I want to redo Why? it because because I just think it, it's so timely. Yeah, but and I'm doing love it. Yeah, not, dude. You can reimagine is what you do is what you do. Yeah. Okay? And they tried to do that with the Lost City, but honestly, it wasn't that great. So right. honestly, I feel like I, I feel like that would be on so head. it'd be so bad. Sto uh, stoned romance, not the pothead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like That's that. That's a great reimagine. <laughs> romance is the best. Did <laughs> <laughs> we go get the jewel right. tonight? Oh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's so funny. Oh God. Okay. Well, that was that was perfect. It's a fun time of year because everybody's starting to gear up. You've got spring break happening soon. You've got summer happening soon. Everybody's thinking about their vacations. My number one source for where I might even go in the world, Airbnb. I've got spring break. I'm shooting. I only have four days. Where am I going to go? I go on Airbnb and that usually is like, oh, there's a good house. I love that. Let's stay there. If you are someone who travels a lot or even has an empty room in your house, consider hosting on Airbnb. It's a lot easier than you might think, and it's also a great way to make some extra income. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here... We have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Let's do our rapid fire round. Okay, who's the best cook? Uh, I'd say Andy. I'd say Joe. No, Joe cook, Joe cooks all the time for his family. I'm a bit. You're, you're great, but Andy's got like this special little gift with the combination of spices and things. I got to be honest. Like true. he had this cook, like this what acorn squash. That's really the simplest thing. Yeah, it was perfect. <laughs> acorn squash. Yeah, that was not like, what I was expecting. He baked it with like what was it, cinnamon and like yeah. Andy it was incredible. Very good. Mm. I was blown away. And he'll do that like right. I am the best. Cook. <laughs> do you now? Now, what's your what's your dish? What's your go-to dish other than acorn? 
I don't really have a go-to dish. I'm a, I just like to create, you know, whatever I'm, whatever, whatever's calling my name. I make kick-ass sweet, sweet Thanks. potatoes, mashed sweet potatoes, casserole, like super good. It's my grandmother's recipe with a little bit of orange juice mm. and cinnamon. It's like, they're amazing for Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. but uh, I love to cook the roasted, uh, roasted chickens and, uh, and I bake fish, but dude, there's a certain process where you can bake it. It doesn't taste like fish, doesn't smell like fish, but it's, it's Wait, did you brilliant. say there's a certain process you can bake it? There's a certain process of I baking I think it's it. called baking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You put it in this thing See, that heats up. I think there's something <laughs> I think there's something in Italians DNA, most Italians, where we just wake up one day, take a pot and some yeah, something yeah. and you start cooking and next yeah. thing you know you're like yeah. No, and you start taking something, and 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 then you're like the pasta, and you eat it. Uh-huh. You don't know time, and then all of a sudden, next thing you know, you're just like a good cook. I mean, that's what happened to me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. you're to any- always a great cook. I like to smoke and grill. But I think it's. I, I literally think that is in the in our DNA. I mean, I I know there are a lot of cultures do a lot of cooking, but there's something about Italians. I don't think I've yeah. ever met an Italian that says I don't cook. You know, you know what it is. I agree with that. No, you Matt. know what it is. It's food is love. Food <laughs> the is family. preparation. It is his family too. It's like the food yeah. is the preparation. They, you put the love in the food, yeah. and it's it's literally like you're giving your love to, to your family members. Like that's the it's through food we connect that way. Yeah. You know, like it's true. All right, here's who's a- the funniest? Who makes mom laugh the most? Take turns of doing yeah. that. Our family loves to laugh. I mean, yeah. we could get our dad rolling. Yeah. Uh, our grandparents used to laugh all the time. Yeah. And that's it's all about laughing. So yeah. we get on these roasts. I mean, we were we were listening to some old naked gun clips before we were oh, we got on with you guys. You were in tears. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we were yeah. in tears with each other, making each other laugh because that stuff is so damn funny. But anyway, I don't know. I think we take turns. Yeah. Uh, right. We take all right, hold on. You guys are robbing a bank, right? Who's actually going into the bank, robbing the bank, getting the money, and who's in the getaway car? Just sort of, you know. I love fast cars. I'm driving the car. I'd say Andy. I'm sending Andy in. He's an expert marksman. Andy okay. built guns. Yeah, he built guns. You don't want to be shooting people when you're robbing a no, bank. You want to be <laughs> actually, you know how to do it. Andy's like, Andy literally is the Terminator. Like he just this eye starts to glow red, and you're like, "Get out of his way, dude!" And is Matt is mad at the is mad at the safe house, like waiting to count the money? No, what I would have said this. I would have said, "Who's in the van with the earwig? Who's talking to everybody? Who's driving the getaway car? And who's robbing the bank? Driving." Robbing, I'm on the earpiece, giving them all the intel. (laughs) Yep. Yes, that's a good one for us. Who, our whole family? Me, just me, you, and Wyatt. I mean, Boston, like, masterminded. Let's just say yeah, he just yeah. mastered. He knew, he's he knew at home. He already, he's a, he already it out. was like, this is the one right, you're robbing. Right. He's, he's collecting his money from later. Inspector Gadget. He just sits there on the chair. Yeah. You just, <laughs> I think I would. I think you'd have to rob the bank. I'd rob the bank. I think Wyatt would be the earwig, and I'd have to drive the car. Probably. Yeah. You know. Because hey, Wyatt. You and me are drivers. You and me I, are think we're, dri- I think I'm a driver. The yeah, food. I mean, I don't see you going into the bank and robbing the bank. I feel like that would be something that I would do. I mean, I could be distracting. Well, that's yeah. what I would <laughs> I'd rob it with jokes. You know what I mean? Okay, like, so maybe Wyatt robs the bank. And I'm on the earpiece? And- <laughs> that's bad. That's bad. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be bad. Well, we just wouldn't listen to you. No, right. Just mute. I'd be talking to myself. <laughs> I like this question with three. Uh, we funny. usually only do it with two. Okay. High school number one song on repeat 
like like song of of your high school experience and all of them hopefully are different yeah. or say childhood either one one that like pops in your mind the nostalgic like, song you know most, like, like had, oh you know, my gosh Philly, right music huge so we had motown and we had right. like oh man for me it was well, look, it depends on the era, but I'd say like in middle school, it was anything off the bad record. Oh, yeah. Right. Uh, it was right. anything off Michael Jackson's yeah, bad record. For sure. But it was also Bobby Brown, Every Little yeah. Step I Take, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. My Prerogative. Um, Whitney going, Houston. Going into high school, right. it was probably like I was a huge Aerosmith fan, but yeah. I also loved, um, I loved like one-offs, like uh, the Spin Doctors, the Two mm-hmm. Princes. Um, uh, I want to sex you up by calling me bad. Oh, oh yeah, no, we were like, we were, we were the hot TikTok. Yeah. You know, stop. That was the best. I love that song, dude. Yeah. Oh my god, that song that was so cool. badass. Um, I actually taught myself runs off that song. You know, cause yeah, because that that, that yeah. guy, woo, what a yeah. singer. Um, Matt, same. Yeah, there's a lot of similarities there, but then I also had like I Christopher. Carl. I fell in love with um, yeah, sailing. Sailing. That was when I was a little baby kid. Yeah. Loved Christopher Cross. Me too. Um, yeah, Dave Matthews. I Dave got infatuated with electric guitar through Jimi Hendrix. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, uh, Stevie Wonder taught me how to sing through my head voice. Um, mm-hmm. So anything with Stevie Wonder. I mean, that whole run with very superstitious and how he. He places everything, man. Mm-hmm. I used to close my eyes because I thought maybe there's something with the sensory, you know, deprivation. Mm-hmm. And I'd go in a dark room, close my eyes, and just literally run his licks over and over and over again until I could finally figure out where head voice was placed. Mm-hmm. So his stuff, oh man. And then yeah, like Dave Matthews band in high school was big for me. Um Okay, and Andy. Andy's a different era. And yeah, all of that because I got an overflow from my Yeah, we gave him yeah, all the music. Got it, right. Shows. And then, uh, yeah, I don't. I mean, geez, I don't, that's a tough one. I listen. I, my my appetite for music Leon. is so vast. King Leon, that's new. Yeah, it's new mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, you love King. We also listen to everything from like we we listen to like Kenny Loggins, it's true, and like Hall and Oates. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And of course, Looking like, Glass and like Boston. Weird, wasn't yeah. there some like weird thing that just came up with Hall and Oates? Oh yeah, yeah, They're suing yeah. each other. No, 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 no. Like a restraining order. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they have a business. I guess they have a company, or they're they're a company. Oats and Oats is trying to sell Oats shit, and Hall had to yeah. slap a restraining oh, order. No. Oh god! Okay. And then he comes out and says, "You never did anything, Oats," which we all knew. But Hall was like, "I sang everything. You didn't do shit, Oats." And he just kept <laughs> oh, no. Oats. So weird. Oats. Hall and Oats. The fact that it's Oats. It's, it's just... the best. Okay, first celebrity crush. For me. um... It was a tie between Michelle Pfeiffer and Haley Berry. That was mm-hmm. like my first, those two. Good. Like, wow. And then maybe Kim Bassinger. Yeah, Kim Bassinger was yeah. mine from yeah. Batman 89. Yeah, that was the first oh, time. Oh, Kim, yeah. yes. Mine was, yeah, loved. mine was Kim Basinger and uh, Christy Brinkley. Ooh. Christy Brinkley. Oh, my from God, v- from, from Vacation. vacation. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that was the best. Of I'm a car guy. So when she drove up in that Ferrari. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. Ooh. Okay. This is how we end. Now there's three. Of there's y'all. three. So what we usually do is we, it's a two part question. You know, the first part is what is it about the said sibling that you would love to be able to emulate more of in yourself? And then the, the second part to that question is what is it of that sibling that you wish you could alleviate for them that you think would be helpful to their life and to their process? 
Well, I admire Joe, like I was saying before, um, just the focus and the energy that he could put. He's got kids and he's got more energy than I do. So that focus, I wish I had a little bit more of that because I feel like I would be doing, I'd be in maybe a little different place uh, if I had that, that kind of energy with my focus. Mm-hmm. Andy, it's the don't think, just do. I wish mm-hmm. I had a little more like that. He just, you just like, don't think, just do. Like, I'm, you write a, just sit down and write a script. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Sit down and write a script. It's mm-hmm. like, wow, man, it's, it's really commendable. Mm-hmm. Things I would like to take away from Joe is I wish he didn't um, have to. I know that that impact of always having to be, you know, this thing, it had an impact. I wish he could understand that he could drop all of it and, you know, he'd be cooler than he thinks, you know, mm-hmm. don't worry about all that stuff. Like, just let it go. Mm-hmm. Um, and for Andy, I'd say he's genuinely so pure and nice at the core that sometimes I wish I think, feel like he's so nice that I feel like sometimes that prevents him from succeeding in certain uh, environments. Like he's mm-hmm. almost too nice to people. And then people inherently, not because they're bad, but they inherently take a little bit of advantage of that mm. because wow. he's so nice. And once once that guy next to him succeeds so much that he'll tell him that and put him there and the right person does take it. But there's also a lot of people who go, yeah, yeah. And then they like their ego goes off and they, they take Andy for granted in that way a little bit. So I wish I could take that away from right. him. There you go. Joseph. Um, let me think. One of the things I wish would be more like Matt, um, you know, Matt's able to just kind of throw himself into his own world. Right. And literally forget everything else. <laughs> he does that with his animals. True. And that's his sanctuary. Save my life. Place. Yes. And many times, um, yes. you know, for me, I, I have a tough time doing that. Yeah. I have a tough time checking out and I wish that I could get better yeah, at that sure. because I, ha- I stay in the pressure cooker a lot and it takes its toll on, you know, after, mm-hmm. after a while. So that's one thing I wish I could emulate. One of the things I wish I could take away from Matt is, um, you know, I, I feel like, uh, you know, he doesn't need to run from anything, right? Matt's a force to be reckoned with in his own right. And I feel like some sometimes he tries to run from things just because uh, whether it's fear or insecurity and there's nothing to be fearful of and certainly nothing to be insecure of, right? I mean, he's arguably the best looking one of us. So uh, that's, you know, the, that's uh, the way, that's uh, the way, that's, no, that's the way it works. But honestly, Matt, look, I mean, Matt, look, growing up with what I was doing and having to follow in my footsteps, I feel like he felt pressure. I feel like people put pressure on him and there's no pressure. You know, Matt's super talented dude and can stand on his own too. And, I, I I wish he could embrace that at all times. You know, right. it comes in stages, but it, it should be it should be a constant flow of uh, confidence because there's nothing Beautiful. to doubt when it comes to Matt's abilities Love. in any capacity. What um, about the youngster, Andy? Well, I would say, let me see. One of the things I could emulate more like Andy. Yeah, I mean, Andy is Andy is literally just fearless. Yeah, which is tremendous. Fearless. That I wish. He, yeah. I have a lot of fear, actually. I'm riddled with it. I mask it. But, <laughs> you know, I mask it. I was like the Warner Brothers frog. You know, they'd pick the hat up and i just go dance. And then, and, you know, that's just what it would be. But, <laughs> but, but that, is, that is tremendous. Yeah. What I wish I could take away from Andy is, um, you know, I feel like Andy has, uh, he's, he's slightly reckless at times mm. with things. And, 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 and that scares me because I want him, first of all, he's so incredibly special that I don't want anything to happen, you know, and Mm. he's a little bit of a daredevil and I, and I, 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 I'm probably too cautious, but I wish I could instill a little bit of my cautiousness in Andy because I don't want anything to happen, you know, and he's Mm -hmm. just, he's just the raddest 
little dude ever, you know, and he's not, he's twice the size I am, but you know, he's, uh, but he'll forever be my baby brother, you know, you know, even even though he actually is the widest. Yeah. He takes up the most space. He goes big, medium and small. I mean, this is just what it is, you know, and he's back. Yeah. Andy's back is twice the size of my back yeah. and and, th- and four times the size of Matt's back. Sure. <laughs> All right, Reckless Andy, what's up? Boy, uh, well, Matt, I admire his uh, ferocious passion. Um, and then uh, what I would want for Matt is to sometimes be able to tame that ferocious passion. Yes, <laughs> so true. Um, yeah. Joe, hmm. I admire his... Uh, unwavering discipline yeah um good one but for joe i wish sometimes he could maybe let that uh discipline go a little bit so he could relax yeah and then for both of them just to uh enjoy uh, themselves and where they're at and feel good about themselves and what they've accomplished and what they've given because they've you know given me a hell of a lot so i i appreciate them and love them very much Great. Oh, I love Love this you guys. Episode. This was awesome. You guys, thank you for joining yeah, us. Yeah, I appreciate y'all. So oh, it's so great to talk to you guys. You. See you guys soon. All right, guys. See ya. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Jon Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Join late-night legend Jon Stewart and the best news team for today's biggest headlines, exclusive extended interviews, and more. Now this is a second term we can all get behind. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.